Chapter 14 The Hidden Work Now that you, as someone, are gone, reach into the medicine bag's pocket. Go on and look to see what is within as it waits for you to unlock it. Did you know how all things come to pass? It might be over soon, but then again maybe it's just beginning. Aha, alas, because all things come back. So why would one worry if it might be the end? After all, the earth is like an island in a great sea. And this gem is a shining jewel caught in the net and reflected in the layers that you and I have evolved to embody, said the anima. I reached into the medicine man's poncho where a large pouch was sewn across the waist. I put my hands inside and felt a deck of cards that my fingers embraced. It slipped right into my grip, and so I pulled the deck out. These cards were bound by leather as a sign to be respected and protected on all accounts. Such a simple deck became a sacred site, and so I treated these cards like the jewel caught in the net of an endless sea. For who was I? I had become nobody. When I opened the button on the leather pouch, I felt the surge of energy through my heart muscle. What now? Shuffle, said the anima. As soon as I started to move the cards, I had to think if I had something to say. Then my intuition spoke so loud when I realized this was a time to reflect, contemplate, and pray. If there was something out there, I understood how it was watching me right now. And so I believed there had to be order behind all this chaos. Well, what now? As you shuffle these cards, we honor the intuition, as I am opening myself into the wisdom that these cards allow, she said. But it's just a deck of cards. This shuffling leads us into the middle. It's that in-between place, a split between two paths, a no-man's-land kind of state. Decision unknown. Will the outcome be unfavorable or great? Somewhere between hope and fear, Maybe these cards could reveal the past, present, or a future state. But the cards can change, and so the shuffle goes on. This is a bardo, and wherever the cards land, just consider whatever is drawn, she said. But what are we doing? I stopped the cards, and there I turned over the top card, which revealed the Wheel of Fortune. I saw four animal-like authors, three creatures spinning around a wheel, and a mandala of sacred experience. This was a wheel of becoming, or of the unbecoming, and was it a secret as to how we are healed? Wisdom has no limit. It is the spiritual source within you and I. Kismet is not something one can claim. It is a source of glory and love, but not a source of material wealth, she said. And who am I? I didn't realize the shuffle had started again, but now I stopped, because as I asked that question, a card seemed to jump up as it flopped. And there I saw a page of pentacles, or a young man with a red turban holding up a pentacle in the woods. You are the omen of good news, the one who put in the round of hard work, the boy who becomes a man and looks after the land. This is good news in earthly matters. Solid beginnings, setting goals, developing a plan, laying foundations, 
and jumping right in. It is excellent prospects as a grounded young person, loyal to the earth and all its magic, she said. All this energy was here. It waited within. Now what was this intelligence that expanded everywhere before I had ever began? Who am I? A mapper. You're the center sensing what's around. Why it takes a fool to be curious about the in-between as to what's really going down, said the anima. I was unsure if I wanted to shuffle again. And what about these cards? Cups are assumed to represent people with light brown hair and a fair complexion. Wands represent blue-skinned or those having yellow or red hair and blue eyes. Swords correspond to people with dark brown hair and possibly gray, hazel, or even blue eyes. Tentacles answer to very dark people. The procedure is as follows. We've just selected the significator of the person or thing about whom or which the inquiry is made. It is the card which, in the listener's judgment or experience, is the most representative. Bring the significator in the middle through the shuffle and cut the remainder of the deck three times each, said the anima. I selected the top card and then continued the shuffle. What is the significator? A card chosen to represent the inquirer in a tarot reading, she said. I cut the deck three times each. Turn up the first card, cover the significator there within and say, that covers him. This is the person or thing's general environment, the influence with which he is motivated through," she said. I turned over this card and set it over the hidden card called the Significator. It had a man face down with ten swords in the back. Ruin, death, and absolute finality. It symbolizes a very painful ending, deep wounds, betrayal, loss, and crisis. In a tarot deck, this is one of the most intense cards you can draw. But alas, look at the horizon. The sun is rising. This death is coming to pass, she said. Turn up the second card. Put it across him horizontally and say, this represents the obstacles. If it is a favorable card, it will be something good in itself, but not productive of good in the particular connection. The second card, I revealed the Four of Pentacles, where I saw a man with a crown grasping at the Four Pentacles seated upon his kingdom. Seeking control in your life, you are still clinging and hanging on. This stands for holding on to people, possessions, issues. You could be hoarding, controlling, or possessive in your materialism. Next turn up the third card. Place it above the head of the significator and say, this crowns him. The best that he or she can arrive at, or his or her ideal in the matter, or what he or she wants to make his own, but it is not his or her own present. I revealed eight wands in a blue sky. A journey, a flight, and strength in travel that will soon unravel. This is about speed, progress, movement, action, and exciting times. Freedom, holiday, romance, and solutions come to mind. Now turn up the fourth card. Place it below the feet of the significator and say, this is beneath him. 
it is his or her own, that which he or she has to work with and can use, she said. I turned over the card beneath the significator, and it was a knight of wands. A fire has been lit within you, and you will go forward. This card stands for energetic, charming, hero, fearless, confident, rebellious, brave. One who takes risks and is free-spirited, but it could also mean you have a hot temper. Turn up the fifth card and place it on the side that the significator is looking away from and say, this is behind him. It is the current form from which you are passing away, and it may be the past of the matter, she said. This was the Six of Cups, with two young children playing around homes and a garden. This is childhood in all its aspects. It symbolizes children, childhood memories, past influences, homesickness, reunions, innocence, or childhood issues. Next, turn up the sixth card. Place it on the side that the significator is facing and say, This is before him. It is the current that is coming into action and will operate in a specific matter. She said, Here I found the six of pentacles, where a man in a red turban held scales offering blessings to others, while two people were on their knees with their palms open and extended up to him. This is a wise man who offers balance. It stands for gifts, generosity, charity, community, support, employment, sharing, kindness, wealth, prosperity, power, authority, gratitude, and fairness. Now the first six cards, plus the significator card, have been positioned in the form of a cross. The next four cards are turned up in succession and placed to the right, one card above the other, starting from the bottom. The seventh card signifies him or herself. It is the attitude and relation to the matter. This was an ace of swords. The sword represents the divine nature. It symbolizes breakthroughs, protection, warriorship, success, new ideas, plans, projects, and beginnings, mental clarities, abilities, victories, and truth. Now the eighth card signifies his house, his environment in the affair, the influence, people, and events about him. There I revealed the Ten of Pentacles, which appeared to be an old man with gray hair, in a beautiful garden with a few fair maidens and dogs nearby. He looked to be at peace after much prosperity. This is abundance, wealth, prosperity, fortune, will, inheritance, a business empire, long-term financial security, and tradition. The ninth card signifies hopes and fears. And this card was the King of Pentacles. It symbolizes the mature, grounded man, the protector of that which is sacred of the heart. Its meaning represents successful empires, wealthy businessmen, bettering yourself, stability, being faithful, a provider, reaching for goals, dependability, and the hard work that will pay off. The tenth card represents what will come. It is on this card that you concentrate your intuitive powers in respect to the official meanings. Take in what you can from all the cards including the significator itself, 
Now don't expect the lights to burst from the heavens upon this card. You're just in between, passing through the bardo. There I turned over the tenth card and saw a woman upon the earth, blindfolded and pinned with eight swords as she waited helpless, lost, and alone. The Eight of Swords. Who is she? She is the intuition, and that is me. Can you picture the woman who sent you to find the way so that all beings can be freed? Said the anima. Manuka, I wondered. She is the intuition. I began to bring the cards together after I had reflected on the meanings for some time. Then as I brought them in, the anima stopped me. Aha! Always check the very bottom of the deck to see how it all aligns, she said. There I found the Queen of Wands with a black cat beside her feet. Was that kismet or wax? And behind her, there was a banner over her throne, which was a great seat. There were three pyramids behind that. She sat upon her throne with a sunflower. She wore a cape with that great flag behind her. This woman seemed to have many hidden powers. This woman is energetic, vivacious, strong, courageous, passionate, funny, independent, sexy, confident, optimistic, outgoing, chaotic, efficient, hot-tempered, forgetful, a great mother, fertility, and the one who takes charge. In regards to the questions and complexities, their allocation to the suits may not need to be taken conventionally. You can go by the temperament of the person. One who is exceedingly dark may be very energetic and magnetic, and would be better represented by a sword card than a pentacle. On the other hand, a very fair person who is lazy and lethargic should be allocated to cups rather than wands. Great ability may be obtained by this method in a comparatively short time. Allowance should always be made for the gifts of the one who hears this, she said. Should I be careful? Don't be careful. You could get yourself hurt, she said. Sounds like this could be a lot of work. Yes, the work, she said. Well, how do I know if it's true? Suffering is caused by believing our stressful thoughts. This puts people into painful positions that lead to more suffering. Since this is what I realized to be the case with myself, your self-inquiry, there is a different less known capacity of the mind that can end this suffering. The work is a way of identifying and questioning any stressful thought. It consists of four questions, which I call turnarounds. They are, number one, is this thought true? Number two, can you absolutely know that it's true? Number three, how do you react? What happens? when you believe that thought. Number four, who would you be without the thought? The next step of the work is a way of experiencing the opposite of the thought that one believes. For example, the thought might be for a wife, my husband should listen to me, which can be turned around to, I should listen to my husband, I should listen to myself, and my husband shouldn't listen to me. Then you can see that these examples might be just as true as the original stress-producing thought. She said, so what is it? The bardo. It's the bottom of the breath out. Each breath is a death, 
And that's what life is all about, said the anima. I see. Well, is it better not to know what's coming? Aha! There is a way you can relate to it in that moment as it appears, if there is no hope or fear. When you arrive in this moment, then you no longer have to question how, because all you'll care to remember is to be here now, said the animal.